it's um, important I remember that America is at a crossroads in our history. Being such a young nation, even in the last weeks, we've seen how terrorism has spread across the world, even in the Muslim nations. In Bangladesh, just a couple days ago, it's just almost frightening to think of the condition of the world now with Great Britain dropping out of the, the uh, European Union. There were great fears about the economy in the world because we are a world economy and not just a national economy. And we could literally sit in fear and wonder and worry about what happens next. But one thing we do not have to fear is that God is in control. It's not trite or trivial or cliche to make that statement that God is ridiculously in control of all the events in the world. I always share with you that during praise band time, we have our own little service before you even come. And this morning I was sharing with them how, how important it is for us to realize that we are, of all people, most blessed to have experienced the grace of God, that he would love us so much that he would give us a chance and a second chance and a third and a fourth and a fifth and still says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven. Preaching to the Old Testament Hebrew people was a challenge because it was cyclical behavior that constantly dominated them. I believe today that America is at a crossroads, and it's without, without any doubt that what Benjamin Franklin said is true. He said, all it takes to, for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Good men to sit back and do nothing. My text this morning is actually the whole chapter of Romans very quickly because I don't have a lot of time, but I want to share some thoughts that I think are essential for us as a people, as a people of God. It says in Romans 3, what advantage then is there in being a Jew? Or what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. We could say that about America. What advantage is there in being an American today? Or understanding the gospel today? And God would come back and say, there is great advantage in being an American and being able to go to church freely and hear the gospel message, there is great advantage, and sometimes we don't take advantage of it. Multitudes of people will meet tomorrow night to watch fireworks go off when the greatest fireworks of all times happened when Jesus hung at the cross in the middle of the day and everything turned dark. As he stood there and humbled himself, as he hung there, excuse me, on the cross and said, it is finished. The advantage to sitting here today is that you have one more opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus saves. He goes on to say, first of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? No. Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar. 
as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. But if your unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more dearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I am using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases the glory of God, why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say, as some slanderously claim, that we say, let us do evil that good may result? Their condemnation is just. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written then, none is righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. And I must stop there again to make sure that you understand that as the New Testament came, Jesus Christ had died and gone to heaven, was resurrected. The Jews were still hung up on the Old Testament law, and they had entered into the early church and were saying, shouldn't we still be under the law? Isn't it unlawful on Sunday to do this and that and to heal people and to walk so many steps and all these things? What advantage was the law if we're not supposed to live under it? We still live under the law. You guys break the law. I remind you of this, that God's law served a purpose in being a schoolmaster to us. But if all we do is live under the law, we're certain to violate some part of the law and still go to hell. What advantage is there to us being here today and understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing nothing with it? Not even living like we believe it. What advantage is there if the entire community doesn't say, when we think of Rock Church, we think of the Rock Jesus Christ, who is the foundation and has literally changed their lives. We think of the miracle working power of God. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Christ his Son. We believe in the Holy Spirit. God the three in one. God will pour out his Spirit as we believe in him. And then he says, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, ruin, and misery. Mark their ways and the ways of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Ladies and gentlemen, the law condemns us. Even if we try to live in every aspect and every point and be good people and like the signs that are hanging on the banners in Hudsonville, good people, good whatever, I think to myself, there's nothing good about us. And if you just attempt to be good, you'll still go to hell because you will break the law in some area. That is why we don't point fingers at one another. We give grace to one another because God has given grace to us. Is that not true? Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. 
Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets actually testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory and the expectation of God and are all justified freely only by his grace through the redemption that came through Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood on the cross to be received by faith that what he did was good enough to free me. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is all, it's excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is only justified by faith apart from the works of the law are all your good, clean people living in good, clean families in good, clean Hudsonville won't do any good at all. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles? The blacks, the white, the yellows, the Asians, the Vietnamese, the everybody. Does not God love all the little children of the world? The same Jews and Gentiles, Arabs, Muslims, it doesn't matter who it is. Does not God love everybody? Yes, yes of Gentiles too. Since there's only one God, there's not a Muslim God and a Christian God. There's only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, at whose name this morning we stand humbled only because of his grace that we could even be here today. We celebrate the freedom in our nation, but greater yet in the freedom that comes through the great, the greatest fireworks of all time that happened at Calvary when sparks didn't just fly, when the world was set on fire with a new blaze because of Jesus. Whew, his name is powerful. Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith? Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. The law is just a schoolmaster. But without law, every man does what's right in his own eyes. Thank God for law. For his law that has been the guide for our law as a nation. For his law that was the thing that guided the pilgrims to come to America and die along the way even to so that they could have the freedom to believe whatever they wanted to believe in Jesus and worship freely. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Things change so rapidly the, that I always think the frog is 
boiling in the pot and doesn't even realize that it was a slow death that he experienced. It is a slow death that America is experiencing. The last eight years under Barack Obama have slowly but surely brought Sharia law closer to America. Have surely, surely, certainly not brought America to the forefront as a nation that stands for what is right and protects the freedoms of the innocent young babies as well as the innocent Americans and people around the world that can no longer even travel in safety, but we have to be searched before we can get on a plane. You can't even go to a concert or a restaurant and eat anymore without the fear that your life will be taken by people who believe, who say they believe in Jehovah God and Abraham their father, but live far from the principles of God. It proves this. There is none righteous, no, not one. The only righteousness that we share today comes from the shed blood of Jesus, which literally sets my feet free and frees me to enjoy a king and dance in freedom still to this day because Jesus is still the Lord. I read about a man by the name of De Jeremiah Denton, Jr., who was in the Vietnam War. I would have been in the war, but I got a deferment because I was studying for ministry. But he was captured. He was a pilot, and he was captured in 1965 and taken to an evil place that I have visited on several occasions called the Hanoi Hilton in, in Saigon. No, it's actually in Hanoi. That's be why it'd be called the Hanoi Hilton. I guess, right? I always get my cities mixed up. Saigon, way down here in the green bean country, skinny little country. Hanoi, way at the top. The Viet Cong still exists in Vietnam. Anti-American, hate-filled people. They still exist there with their torturous, legal, legalistic, horrifying laws in that nation that I see in America. We are not any different from Vietnam. We just think we're free. You cannot build without permits and permission. You cannot do anything without permits and permission in our nation. You cannot use a toilet in privacy without special permission now. Who would think that in eight years so many laws could change we can't even imagine or comprehend that when we went to Arby's yesterday, Nick came back and said, I don't know which one is the boy's restroom anymore because they put signs on the doors with a girl and a boy on each of them. And we let it happen. The frog is dead. The frog is dead. Do you understand that? The frog boiled long ago in the pot, and the frog is dead, but Jesus is alive. We think that all of these special holidays are our days to go do what we want to do. No, these days have been set aside so that we could worship the Creator who made us free. I am free to dance. I am free to run. I am free to dance. I am free in Christ alone. Whew. God, Jeremiah Denton went to the Hanoi Hilton, and visiting there was staggering to me. 
It used to be a hotel and they made it into a prison. And now all that's left of it is a small section of it so that the Vietnamese can brag about what a great job they did in imprisoning American soldiers. 58,000 and some young men were killed in Vietnam in the war, which a senseless war because we didn't win it anyway. In the Hanoi Hilton, there are pictures on the walls of those who suffered. There is a massive concrete bed made out of concrete. They just poured a slab on a table. It's up off the floor, and they, they have heavy steel bonds at the bottom and at the top, clasped that went around their arms at the top, and their legs at the bottom, and it angled downhill so that the men, when they would lay down, all the blood would rush to their head, and they couldn't stand it. They would have to try to sit up, but they were chained, young men, and they showed pictures of them, and there was nothing left of them. They sat on their feces in urine, hour after hour, day after day, naked, until they died as skeletons. You see these men just strapped there, in these chains laying there. There's a room that is 10 by 10 that's completely black with only a small window in the doorway and 25 to 30 men were put in this room standing alone, standing room alone, urinating and crapping all over each other because there's no toilet in the room and it's 150 degrees in there until they would just pass out and die. I went and I stared and I just stared and stared and over and over at night I would have thoughts of God, the men that suffered on the behalf of what? What? What was gained? Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Oh yes, if he had his way, I believe that peace would exist and reign and the rule in this world. But because of our wickedness and our sin and that there is none righteous, war after war, rumor after rumor of war after war, and it's getting worse because now we cannot even know who the enemy is. The enemy is Satan. This is what I believe about this election. Both of the candidates that are running are not just not qualified. They're not Christians, and they can't possibly lead our nation in the direction we should go. And so we are forced to choose the lesser of two evils. And I just want to say this. It is absolutely stupid not to vote. You are forfeiting what little right you have left. I don't even want to talk to people who say, never vote for Trump. That is preposterous. We are, we are in a position to vote, observe your right or lose it. I'm voting by not voting. No, you're not. Which is the lesser of evils? Which is the lesser? I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a good man. I'm just saying we will be more free under Donald Trump than we will under that wicked, abominable liar. We deserve a Donald Trump. I think so. And I hope he picks Newt Gingrich, who's a Christian and a scholar and understands freedom. Who are you to say that God is not going to replace Donald Trump? Who are you to tell us that we should not vote? I totally, 1,000% disagree. Get your butt 
to the voting booth or you won't have that opportunity. Here's what's wrong with America. We are tearing everybody apart. Not even Jesus would be voted by some people because they're way up here. Let me remind you, never vote for Trump people. There is none righteous, not even you. Not even you. If you realize your fallen estate, you will come to your census. It is all these people that started out, I think, with good intentions, Tea Party people, that now are so full of pride and arrogancy that God is going to give us over to your ridiculously outrageous reprobate thinking. Instead of spending all your time fighting Trump and others, spend your time praying for America and believing and living your righteousness. Whew. I go over to the building. I want to see who comes and helps. And by the way, I say this to our entire congregation. I met with about 40 guys from this church the other night to tell you this. Because Nick and I were willing to put our homes on the line to borrow the 300000 we need to renovate that place. And Mike Remersma wrote to me and said, no, don't do it. You'll be, you'll be letting the church get by without taking care of the church. And he's absolutely right. And other men have come to me and said the same thing. If you don't give, we're only going to rent. We will remain there renting. I was able to raise enough money where I believe the bank may consider us if we continue to get money. I am waiting for every single family in this church to respond. Every single family and every single individual. And we will not go forward until you respond. You were given a cart. I wrote a letter of six pages explaining every person who gives. And there are undoubtedly people in this room who have access to $10,000 and some who have access to five. I have no access to five. I'm giving it anyway because God will give it to me. You believe that? Yeah. yeah. We will wait and see whether you want that building or not. Why would you think that you could just be a spectator and enjoy this every week and not participate? It drives me absolutely crazy. My knee is so swollen, I couldn't even get up last night from climbing up and down ladders yesterday, painting a building that I believe God is giving to us. I was, I was so proud of Ray and Jed stood there the whole day and painted the inside of the auditorium ceiling all day long, painted and painted and painted and painted to make it ours. No one in this church, unlike Wellspring, no one in this church will ever get to say that this is your church if you were not involved in this. We're keeping track. We're taking records. We're going to put those in the record book. These are the only people that have any say over what happens at Rock Church. We don't want to hear your complaints. We don't want to hear you talk about how we should run it. If you don't at least tithe, you have nothing to say here. You understand? I want an agreement. If you don't at least tithe, don't tell me your $40 is tithing. You don't make $400 a week. That's a lie. You're deceiving yourself and you're deceiving God. And let me tell you what's going to happen. That is bleeding into your family, which is bled into our nation. You are creating, you are creating an environment of entitlement. Well, we don't have the money to give. No, you don't have the money not to give. You do not have the money not to give. The reason you're in the position you're in, and let me say this, this is clear. And you say, this is spiritual abuse, Mr. Mr. Whatever your name is at Wellspring. You are wrong. There is no such thing as spiritual abuse. 
If there's spiritual abuse, then there ought to be physical abuse in the army when they tell you to get down and do 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, and stay underwater until you drown. These wackos that have entered our church as pastors, and they're wacks, speaking to itching ears because people have complained. I don't like it when the pastor gets up and tells me these things. I'd rather he stay neutral and not label people. Is that what Paul did? Is that what Peter did? Is that what Jesus did? Come on, come on now. Is that really what they did? No, they preached the gospel unashamedly, not just when they liked it, and people followed that agreed. You're not a disciple and a follower of Christ if you can't even open your pocketbook, if you don't even have the faith to say, I don't know where the money will come from. Even since Thursday night, let me just share this. When I challenged the men, and we raised 90000 even since Thursday night, men have told me, I got a raise the next day. I got a promotion. I was advanced instantly. You know why you live in poverty? You know why your kids have gone wacko and your grandkids have gone wacko and your life is wacko? Because you are not listening to God. You only applaud and scream in here when it's to your liking. Yeah? Ooh, you're going to be mad at me, and I don't really care. I don't really care. You say, that's spiritual abuse. No, spiritual abuse is when you don't tell the truth. Spiritual abuse is when you let a nation think they can get by with this ridiculous stuff. I, I will say this. I rebuked Chris the other night. I'm not afraid to say it in here. You should never label. Yes, we should. The Bible is very clear. If you're married to someone, you're married to them for life. You don't get to divorce at any account. Under any circumstances, divorce is hated by God. Did you hear me? Yeah. Would you like me to continue to preach that forever? Yeah. Yes. All have sinned, yes. But all are under the grace of God, by the way. All are still under God's grace. He doesn't care if you sin. Are there consequences for sin? Yeah, if you want them. Or you could change. Oh, you should come and repent to us, and you should go repent to that person. No, repentance is turning away from that and instantly making a decision not to do that anymore. And thank God that happens all the time, doesn't it? You have your choice today. Get mad or get right. Get mad or get out. Get right or get out. You say, well, you won't make it if all of us get out. You don't, you don't understand God. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed of begging bread. And when you start mamby-pamby and talking about, here are the signs of spiritual abuse. Sally Hockenspacher got her, 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 her mind in a big tizzy over something the pastor said. Well, then Hallie, Hallie I should say. <laughs> then Sally needs to get right with God. If I'm the one delivering the message, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm not going to deliver what God is not telling me to deliver. I don't even care if my knee hurts. I got a message today. America's in the condition we're in because America is no longer good. Yeah? Did you understand that? That phrase? Yeah. Benjamin Franklin said it. Uh, all it takes is for evil to prevail is for a good man. Good men to do nothing. Abraham Lincoln said, America will never be destined, or excuse me, destroyed from the outside if we falter and use our own freedoms 
it will be because we destroyed ourselves. If we falter and lose our own freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. You know how we destroyed? By hiring pastors who have itching ears that are itching for people to like them all the time and pat them and scratch their back. You know, and Jude warns against that. He says, you guys are worried that you're going to get thrown out of town like Paul or like Peter or stoned like the disciples. Don't worry about what people say. Preach the gospel. The place for Stacy Bond is not in a divorce again. The place for Stacy Bond is with Chris Bond. You agree with me? The place for Stacy Bond, I don't care if she bit 50 people. I precisely... Perfect. Honestly, don't care. My wife's going to pick her up and bring her to church because this is where she belongs. Because Stacy Bond lives under the grace of God. She's loved by God. I don't care how many husbands my sister Debbie has had. She is still under the grace of God forgiven. I am sick and tired of destroying one another over stupidity. Never Trump should never divide us. Should it? Oh, well, if you don't fit into my category, I don't go to your church, and I don't like you. That's ridiculous. The body of Christ should fight the real enemy, Satan. Whew. God, help us. We're not trying to be funny. We have 12 interns. I can see when they go carnal. Do I not tell you, honey? And my wife and I both teach a class in there. We're looking out for your kids. Do you think we want to tell when they're carnal so that we can condemn them? We want to tell when they're carnal so that Romans 1 doesn't take place. You know why there's signs with girls and boys pictures on the restroom at Arby's? Because people have itching ears and they want to offend no one and they have to be politically correct. The thing I like about Trump is he doesn't give a rip if he's politically correct. He's going to say it anyway. Stick up the border whether the Mexicans like it or not. Lock them out. If the, if, if the Islam is bringing Muslims into this country that are terrorists, stop them from coming. I think there are simple answers to anything. But we got to be politically correct. You should never mention Stacey Bonner, Chris Bonner in the service. Yes, I will, because I think they belong together. I'll say it till the day I die, and I'll help them get together. And we'll pick her up for church if we have to. And she will change because of the grace of God. I'm sick of being castigated by people in this community myself. I'm not their enemy. Satan is their enemy. You don't need to, to try to preach messages to prove that somehow I, I'm some kind of a spiritual abuser. I'm interested in you, and I will help anyone in here that wants to be helped. The only reason God gave us that building is because he has plans. He has plans for that neighborhood. The guy who owns the party store is from India. He's worried that we're going to get him kicked out of there. No, we're not. He's going to be coming to church at the Rock. It's simple. It's not B-O-B, bring your own booze. It's bring your own body. Bring your own body, brother. Bring your Bible. Bring your body. You don't need to bring your booze. He knows what we stand for. He's already heard. 
We stand for the inner transformation by the power of the divine one, Jesus himself, who is my mediator before God and who loves me so much, he doesn't give a rip what sins I've committed. Right now, in this instance, if you instantly confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and free you. Dancing, I am free in Jesus. Yeah, some of you like that if I dance a little bit because you go, well, at least you keep me from going to sleep, Pastor. You don't know how bad it hurts to dance right now. I'm not doing it to keep you from going to sleep. I'm doing it because God's filled me up so much with him, I don't even know what to do with it all. Ooh, God, you are so amazing. He gave us 90,000. We need 57,000 more, and we can renovate that youth building, and the whole city will go by there and say, we need to go there. You know what we're going to do in the fall? Every month we're having a block party. There won't be any booze there. There'll be Jesus there. Will there be dancing? Yeah, there'll be free tacos, free Indian food, free Chinese food, free American. We'll do whatever we need to do to get them all there. Somebody said, that's a horrible neighbor to be in. We're never going to grow and get the kind of people that we should have to support our church. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. $57,000 right in this room. The remaining 57 is in this room. Yeah, it's in this room. Well, it's not me, Pastor. I just feel God's telling me, shut up. It's not me, Pastor. I feel God's telling me, close that pocketbook right up. You give your $30 a week. You give your $5 check. You give your... You don't even know what it is to be free. When you start giving out of what you don't have, you start dancing because you find, man, God, you, I don't even know where that money came from. woo come on. If you don't want to be used, he'll give you over to your reprobate thinking. You'll be scratching your back all the time wondering where your next dime is going to come from. You'll be worried about your wife. You'll be worried about your kids. You'll be worried about your future. You'll be worried about your job. When you are in Christ, you are free indeed. You don't have to worry anymore. So Jeremiah Denton comes out after nearly eight years of being in the Hanoi Hilton, trapped in that ridiculous space. And this is why I think you should go on mission trips. The ladies are leaving on Wednesday, 13 of them for, for China. Oh, it all sounds really pretty. And oh, I can't wait. I see the Great Wall. I'm going to shop. I'm going to get Chinese fortune cookies. I'm going I'm to bring silk clothes home. My wife says, that's not why we're going. You know what I know? It's anticipation and retrospection that always makes mission trips amazing. Before you go, you think, everything's going to be just amazing. I got my bags all packed. I'm ready to go. On the plane, there's a snack. That's about it. Out of 15 hours, you're going to get something you don't identify with. And it's getting smaller by the week. It's like them hamburgers at McDonald's. They're like, wow, these are silver dollar burgers. <laughs> They're not going to call them sliders anymore. They're going to call them silver dollars. Price goes up, size goes down. Isn't that interesting? You, get, you have no idea, ladies, how hot it's going to be there, how stinky it's going to be there, how the market repulses you, and all that kind of jazz, and how scary it's going to be on that plane for 15 hours. But something's going to happen while you're there. Supernatural power of God through my wife, the preacher, who's going to be, woo, doggy, 
every day preaching into your world. You're going to be tested. There's going to be some women, I want to go home. Oh, I just, I have to get home. It can't be that late. It's not even possible. I'm not even in my message yet. Oops. And you're going to, ladies that are leaving, you are going to get so blessed. We pray in the name of Jesus right now and all your authority. Because Danielle, Danielle's so encouraging, my daughter. She comes over the other night, she says to Becky, I've been having these horrible nightmares that your plane's going down the ocean. <laughs> I said to her privately later, could you kindly restrain yourself from saying those things in front of mom and Lexi? <laughs> it's scary enough. You don't need your daughter telling you, I had this vision. Do you know how many planes are in the air right now? Like 30,000. The likelihood of your plane going down is almost nil. Ladies are going to get blessed. I, I believe it. I'm praying that. I'm saying it in faith, and they're going to come back changed by the power of God. Well, what eight years can do. Jeremiah Denton came out. He didn't know America. In 65, everything began to change. God was kicked out of public schools. I mean, in that eight, nearly eight years that he was gone, the first gay march took place. God was knocked out of school. No Bibles in school. There were a million things that happened. Abortion rights, all kinds of things happened. He came back to America and actually went on a campaign. A campaign to help restore God to America. The last eight years under Barack Obama have put so many new regulations and laws into place, we didn't even know they happened. Our country has completely changed. Completely. There is no turning back. The place that it, the only place that it will turn back is the church. When preachers start preaching the truth of the power of the resurrection of the man named Jesus, who is the Son of God, who is so powerful, he can free you from the chains that have enslaved you that make you think, I need a divorce, that make you think, I need a new spouse, that make you think, I need to cheat, that make you think, I need to play video games all day, that make you think, I could never get saved, make you think, I don't want to go to church anymore. Christ has the power to free you, Jew and Gentile, every single human being on the face of the earth, and as long as I live, I want to be the guy that's helping deliver people from the bondage that Satan has had them glued and locked into for too long. You're in chains laying on a table in the middle of the devil's prison. And he says, it's time to get free indeed. Forget all this talk about you got to go before the church and repent. You got to do this, that, and the other thing. Confess your sins right this second in this room, and he is faithful and just to put you back on the path. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren, and never give up because God doesn't give up. I refuse to give up. If you don't want to give toward the building program, 
and we need $57,000 more, and you're going to send those cards in. You're going to, some of you are going to write $10,000 on there, and you're going to have it by mid-September, $5,000. And we're going to walk into a bank which said we can't get a loan, and they're going to say, you have your loan. Yes. Yes. But it's not going to happen to those who don't want to be a part of it. You're just going to go on living your mundane life and not getting to experience the power of God. You know, you know the way to get things done is do something. Isn't that profound? The way to get things done is actually do something. Don't just come and say, hey, let me have a cigarette while you work. Hey, pastor. I see a spot up there that's still black, not black. Put your stupid cigarette out and get your rear end up there and paint it. Right? You have no right to criticize at the Rock Church unless you're so deeply involved that you own it because then you won't criticize. That's a biblical principle, actually. Leave those stupid nets behind and follow me, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what it is to glorify God and to feel purpose in your life and good intent, right? I'm going to set you free. You're going to be free to dance. I am such a strong believer in the power of God. My knee has been better only during the service today. I was miserable all night. It's the freeing power of God. We are not having people healed of their diseases because they're so bitter. I pray for my neighbors, Zach's ex-wife, Sarah. She was sitting out in the hill the other night behind her parents because she's not with the guy that she's recently with, and she was sitting with her at her parents' house. We've actually been praying for the Reamers, haven't we? I do not say this with any kind of any kind of hate or anything. They don't specifically like me or our family. Randy found out he had, he was coughing a lot, had bronchitis, and found out he had mesothelioma. And he went in to have this removed this week, but they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it all and said he has two months to a year to live. Let me say this. I am praying blessing on him. We need to bring them something and show them love. In times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds, doesn't it? And the rock, because the rock won't move. The rock won't move. If I'm going to die, I want to go out praising God that in minutes, in seconds, I will stand before the throne and the spirit of God. God is going to be dancing around the throne with millions of people praising him. Not a lie. That's the truth, isn't it? You have forgotten the power of God. We as a nation have left God. We have forgotten the power of God. I sing the mighty power of God. Whew, God, you are so powerful. I'm praying with my eyes wide open. Soon we will not be in this theater anymore. Soon we'll be singing in a place that I literally believe God gave to us. Ray was spraying the ceiling. He came out yesterday or the day before, um, yesterday morning, I think it was, and I was there to talk to him. And he was talking about Mr. Meekoff, who owned Yellow Rose, 
is helping his church build their new building in Allendale, which used to be Lighthouse, but they took a, some stand on things, and, and the reform movement kicked them out of that beautiful building in Allendale. We actually went over and prayed with the pastor because he was being attacked so much. Well, they bought a piece of property five or six years ago, paid $100,000 for it, and Mr. Bikoff was telling Ray that they're building their first phase of their building, which is $2 million without the, the property. So it'd be 2.1, and there's no auditorium. There's only offices and classrooms. No auditorium. And he even said to Ray, what you guys got is the way to go. 850,000 bought us an amazing place. If you haven't been in there, you have no idea. And you should know me. It's going to look pretty nice. It's going to, it already does. People come by, people come by and say, whoa, a little work, a little faith will make that into the Taj Mahal and the spirit of God is going to go, whoa. Oh, yeah. People in the neighborhood are going to say, you've been by that place over there. Something going on in there. And every time we're worshiping, the tray's going to come down the tracks and shake the whole place. It does. The whole place shakes. I think it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. God, you are so faithful. You are so good, isn't he? You are so good. Whatever happened to the Pentecostal joy? Whatever happened to the, the spirit of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that literally brought thousands of people into the kingdom? Whatever happened is the Judaizers, the criticizers, the, the people that are full of hate got so hung up in their bitterness that they stopped the progress of the early church in the first century no, we want to see the church flourish and thrive. Tomorrow when we walk down the parade route, we're going to be singing and dancing praise to God and letting everybody in Granville know Rock Church is here to stay. We're going to make impact. That's what's going to happen. In seven years, we will outgrow that building and we'll have bought property and paid for it. Watch. Watch. You must participate in this, people. Help us reach that 57,000. Turn that card in and write down. There should be at least five people in here who could give $10,000. You say, there's nobody here this weekend. It surely can't be me. Yeah, it's you. Some are going to die and give you money. I'm not saying you should go home and pray that somebody dies. Don't you want to see the supernatural? Oh, God. It's really late. I want to get kicked out of here. <laughs> Might just happen. It's, hey, is today an amazing day? Yes. God, you, you have, no, 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 I'm not trying to be super dramatic. God, you have been so good to come and meet with us. From the very minute the praise team got here, I felt the spirit of God was flowing already, wasn't he? You can't give grace if you can't live grace. You have nothing to give if you're not living it. Give it out to somebody who you might even consider your enemy. Share it with somebody today. God, please pour out your spirit among us in these latter days. All the people that are always getting offended end up bitter inside, and that leads to horribleness. 
pour out your spirit among us. Make us stronger as a body of Christ than ever before. Amen, people? Amen. Amen. God bless. Now we have to be out of here in 15 minutes. Thank you and have the most amazing day. Come to the parade tomorrow. We could use more marchers and we could use um, more help, I'm sure.